0: like clearly on top. Arcadia Queen is
1: running on. 200 to go. Russian Camelot has a race. Arcadia Queen coming at Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen, first look at 2,000 is going to turn over Russian Camelot. Arcadia Queen elected a quarter. Russian Camelot. I remember watching it back. This bike might be pretty smart. I think. And the autumn sun goes for the lead at the 200 meters Put Legends, welcome back. Welcome to the Second Again podcast. Look, you know what we cover? We cover horse racing. It's pretty simple, really. We did a review um earlier in the week on the week that was. We got the good horses back now. They're all pouring in. How good's this, Jacko?
0: Beautiful, mate. There's a bit of spring in the air. You just start to get that tingle down your spine. So, mate, very good time to be a punter this time of year. And we're starting to cash in as well, which is good to see.
1: Did you have a bet on a Wednesday this week?
0: No, keeping the powder dry, I'm being nice and uh, disciplined over the next sort of couple of weeks midweek. I just know there's plenty of plenty of opportunities coming up on the next few Saturdays.
1: I made the absolutely criminal crook, just just disgraceful mistake of trying to multi something into something that I liked on Saturday. <sighs> you know how it always ends up. So I did a I did a greyhound at Ipswich or something, Townsville it might have been. Um, to run top three so to to run a place as you would um, into a horse I like which I'll get to later on but um, the the dog ran fourth so I ended up getting yeah just flushed me 50 down the toilet and all of a sudden now the the price I want for this horse has now been halved so
0: should have just should have just had it on the nose mate look I, I don't I'm not gonna hate on the anyone that you know bets on the dogs I don't mind them the one thing I do like about it is that you know your fate pretty much straight away. The, the, the dog's either barreled into the fence on the first corner or it's off and gone and, and you get the chocolate. So that's what I will say. But look, I, I have had a bet on the dogs here and there, but definitely no fucking multis, mate.
1: I can vouch for that. I actually saw you on the Sunday afternoon this week. That's just been... Um, no have, comment. Yep. No comment. Okay, we'll leave it there. But uh, pun is, you know what I'm talking about. Look, two meetings, two massive meetings again this weekend. We've got Caulfield and we've got Rose Hill um Caulfield's sort of really really good the whole way through and Rose Hill sort of bookends the card um the back end of the card at Rose Hill is really really nice and I know you're excited about it having one of your big fellas running around in Swiss exile we will get to that but we're going to kick it off at Caulfield you ready to go I'm ready mate keen looking forward to it so we're going to go from races four to nine at Caulfield we'll try and get through it as quick as we can but Obviously, with all these star horses back, we want to make sure we're giving you guys as much of insight as we can. So, race four, let's do it. It's over fourteen hundred. A lot of first uppers um, coming into this race, which is always a little bit of a query. But, um, gentlemen, Roy, top of the market. Uh, it's four sixty. I wish I win. It's five bucks there as well with Nicolino Veto, six bucks. Buffalo River, the big fella, is still going around, six dollars fifty. Banker's choice is sevens. And then you've got double figures for some horses that actually go pretty good. So winning partner, open-minded, mind, open and flash R. There's a couple more down the bottom that go okay as well. It's an open market. The map looks to be Gentleman Roy gate one. Like, what? How do you see it?
0: I think they have to roll forward with Gentleman Roy first up. So I think you're right there. They've, they've probably got to use that inside barrier and be up there close, if not leading. Buffalo Weaver's drawn wide, got the big weight, um, but he's got a bit of race fitness. So I think they're going to roll forward there. Um, and I'm also thinking that open-minded for the Friedman rolls, rolls forward as well. So I think one of those three is probably leading hopefully um buffalo river at that bigger price can sort of hopefully hold them out and then get to the front and then hopefully keep running away with it we'll see what happens there i think he is a good chance there's a couple that i do want to have a little spec on from you know a little bit of a a bigger odds perspective first one is banker's choice so mark zara's on this thing this weekend it's resuming running the doncaster and the george rider last prep those were its last two starts Absolutely ate up the ground late on both occasions. Ran the best last thousand in the George Rider, which was two starts back. Only had the one trial into this, so probably looking for the run first up. But I think if they're making up ground by this stage of the day at race four, I think it's probably a good each way bet. The other one that's probably going to get back in this run as well is winning partner. So Tony and Calvin McAvoy have this thing. Nicolino Vito is starting around five bucks in this race, Winnie partner beat it comfortably with more weight and gave the the winner a bit of weight that day as well. Just missed the kick and was finishing off really well there. Um, And I thought it had a really good last two to 400 um, on that day. Big step up in class. I'm not sure if I like that um, that grade that it came out of, but I think at the price and considering where Nicolino Vito was at in in the market, I'm pretty keen to just have a little spec on there with Banker's Choice being the main bet.
1: Awesome, mate. There's one runner that I want to flag and that's the second favorite. It's around the $5 mark. I wish I win. This thing's come over from New Zealand. It's now joined the Moody Yard. It's tens into fives. Okay, so obviously wet ground. We know the New Zealand horses do like to dip their toe in. It's going to be interesting to see how that horse performs first up over here. Watch horse, but not the tip. I'm with the big fella, Gentleman Roy. Now, gate one is just a dream for this horse. I think you just go straight to the front leads he's in with 54 and a half as well near faultless preparation last prep only only loss was to a horse named Yonce who's getting touted as probably top three mayor we've got in the country at the moment um I'm with him I'm with the big fella I'm hoping that he's in for another big prep I think he's just on that real upward trajectory what is he now he's a, f- a five six year old gelding so it's time to get the whips cracking the Hayes boys so Dan Stackhouse take the boy to the front and gentleman Royal get the chocolates Race five, the McNeil, another really good race, 1,200 metres. Um, this one's for the three-year-olds. So we've got Aft Cabin, who's been smashed in bedding already. It's threes into 250. And for pretty good reason, I reckon, its last win was uh, nothing short of superb. So Jamie Carr takes the ride there. Jack and 0,550, Lamborghini six bucks. Dormier, the blue diamond winner was sevens. Double figures for the rest, but you still got some nice horses here. So crosswinds, 12s. Lincoln Square 19s, Tijuana's 26, and the rest are all 30 plus. Did you find it as simple as Af Cabin would win, or are there a couple that you sort of think and have a bit of quality on this horse?
0: I think there's two or three other runners outside of Afcabin. Cabin. Obviously, conceding Afcabin Cabin looks like the best chance in the race, but I don't know if I'm going to be diving into that $2.60, $2.50 that we're looking at at the moment. I'm of the opinion that you're probably going to get a better price on Saturday. It's a heavy deck. Yes, it was super impressive last start. Just absolutely demolished them. Um, was three wide that day at Sandown. Was a midweek grade, so probably d- had to do that to be that impressive. Um, and one by six lengths in the end, eased down. So obviously a, a cult with plenty of upside. They're talking golden rose for for that horse. So we'll see where it gets to. But just on a couple of runners, Jackano and uh, Dormier both resuming here. They've both come out of that blue diamond slash golden slipper path. We spoke about before the potty today, whether these you know, two-year-old now going on three-year-old horses are going to handle those heavy, um, sort of hard, tough preps that a lot of them had. We spoke about it last week as well. You know, revolutionary miss and some of these horses that came through those same form lines are all starting to struggle. And you're starting to see that now that the horses on the fresh legs that dodge those heavy decks are just getting the more advantages now. So we'll have to see how these two come back. It's definitely a watch on both of them. Leaning towards Dormier between the two as a saver. The other one I want to touch on as well, I know you've got an opinion of this one as well. Zamborghini. it's around the $6.50 to $7 mark this weekend. Beat Fujita San um, last time out and, and then tipped out for a spell. Fujita San's another horse that's looking at you know Golden Rose and, and potentially being tipped there. Did run last week and missed the kick, but probably had excuses there. I think it should have won and, and started odds on that day. So um, I think that's the other one you could probably make a case for. Does look to roll forward here and, and uh, will be a big chance.
1: is the one for me that I'm going to save on. I think six bucks look, look, appears a nice price it completely avoided those wet tracks. So this this horse ran around in sort of March just before the carnival began and they really avoided getting into those heavy heavy goings, which I think is never a bad move for two-year-old Colts. Um, interested to see how it comes back. And we've got Matt Laurie, the trainer, it must be your godfather or something, <laughs> is it? Um, so Zambegini, I am worried where it's going to get to in the run. Gate 11, there appears to be some sort of speed to the inside as well. So don't know where Benny Mellon gets to. I'm with Af Cabin ran time um I love that it's had two runs already in this preparation leading into this it comes in third up there's clear intentions for where they want this horse to get to um I just think it, it needs to be winning this race if it doesn't win this race then those golden egg those golden rows you know your guineas pars I just I don't know I, I'm of the opinion Jamie Carr needs to be winning on this horse
0: yeah definitely I, I think he should be winning as well um, my only concern is that inside Gate Yes, there is good speed on. The probably that the gaps are going to open at some stage, but it's going to take a very good steer from Jamie Carr. I reckon just hold your chocolates for now. Wait till we get hopefully three dollars on the day.
1: Absolutely, someone might have gobbled up three bucks, which was nice. Um, <laughs> moving on, race six, the McCaffey McCaffey eleven hundred stakes. Guess what? It's over eleven hundred as well. So mm. you wouldn't believe it. Look, few really nice types coming back through this race. I'm gonna start with in the boat at the top. So it's four dollars. Had a really nice preparation last prep as well. Obviously winning that big race at sale comfortably. Tipped out for a spell, comes back, resumes. Star patrols four twenty. So sort of equal favourites there. Generation scratched on the weekend. Now five bucks. Red can man six fifty. Oxley Road, awfully, awfully disappointing. First up, it, it's probably we. You know that spot we talk about. That's recycling. We talk about the yeah, recycling. Rock. Sitting there on the kitchen bench, you are, Oxley. So today you've got your opportunity on Saturday to make your way back into the cupboard. Uh, Shooting for Gold's 18s with Kalos at 19s as well as the move and a few others. Tough little race. Bit of talent at the top of the market. Falls away towards the bottom opinions speed maps
0: yeah yeah definitely I've got it with uh three clear-cut chances I'll sort of run through the map first in the boats got that wide barrier first up they're going to roll forward Blake McDougal's an aggressive rider they're going to roll forward with him and have him close there's one drawn on the inside red can man that has a little bit of speed oxy road can be thereabouts. probably not a natural leader but has drawn wide as well so I think they have to roll forward and generation's got gate two so that they're going to use that and then be close enough I've got both of those two in the second pair in running. So I think in the boat can lead. The big question mark is, will somebody take it on for the lead? If they leave it out there and he just gets a nice even tempo first up, I think he might be too good for this lot. Obviously building a lovely record. Last time out was, was, you know, made an absolute mess of a nice field at sale that day. Brooklyn Hustle was in behind and Inferno as well that day. Pretty good form there. Since tipped out for a spell, the horse goes well first up. Don't mind the soft going. I'm not sure about the heavy, though. It's untried. That's probably the big query for that. The next chance I've got, I know you like this horse as well, generation. My question marks are around this horse is is what's the soundness like for this horse? Because he was scratched last time, was also scratched, if you remember, from a group one uh, in Melbourne in in the Moonee Valley uh, group one. I can't remember the name of it. Was scratched- Backed off the map that night too. Off the map, scratched on the night. So I've got some question marks around the soundness of the horse, whether it has issues or not. You probably don't want to be backing it with too much confidence with that being the case. If this horse is sound, it maps well, I think it's the winner. But you're taking a big risk. And what I think will be the massive tell will be the market on the day. That's what we're going to have to keep a super close eye on. But I just think it'll be close enough. It's got the form around the best horse's most exposed form. Yes, in the boats on the up. And there's another one that I'll touch on later that's nice and progressive too. But I think he's the best performed runner. And if he's nice and sound, I think he does win. That next horse that I wanted to touch on is probably the third chance of the three. Star Patrol. Does a few things wrong, this horse still. It's it's had a few starts, but it's lightly raced. Took a while to break its maiden um, and eventually got it done and then put on a, an absolute clinic for a couple of starts over there in Flemington. Last time out was beaten by Passive Aggressive, who's going to start a dominant favorite in the next race in a much harder race. So that's pretty good form, you'd say. Again, been tipped out for a spell. Came back in trial behind Bella Nipatina and was still doing a few things wrong in that trial. It's a horse with super talent. It's been running time as well last prep. So it's a definite watch. I just need to see it first up, do do things right, and then hopefully I can tack on later in the prep
1: total of 14 lengths at one by for three starts in its last preparation so the horse has clearly got some talent star patrol I agree I I think it's a chance I'm steering clear though two I'm going to back so generation you did mention before there are those few queries and you'd probably be silly not to mention them but really really nice trial win that was on the ninth Um, so a couple weeks back nice trial win didn't, didn't get asked to do a lot. And that was in front of a horse named Away Game as well. Mm. Really nice trial. It won first up last preparation. Um, that was at Caulfield as well. I just think that this looks like a really nice shaped race for it. I think it probably second, third, fourth in the running. Going to sit behind in the boat. And I think it, Zara will give it every chance. So five bucks for me sounds good. And then I think down the down the page there, you got Kalos. Kalos. I think this horse is over the odds at $19. You got Jamie Carr aboard. It, two and a half lengths behind Extremely Lucky. I know Extremely Lucky didn't come out and do unbelievable things, but you got to understand that first time at the Valley as well. Kalos had a really nice preparation last prep and it looked like it was sort of building to a to a nice win. This might be its its chance. I think it runs a, a really good race at around that $19 and four eighty the place.
0: Definitely echo your thoughts on Kalos as well. One at a similar price last time um, in, the, in the in the prep last time, and that was in a group two. So definitely a horse with class and, and can do something.
1: For sure. So we go to race seven now. It's over 1,200. It's the Cochrane Stakes. So it's probably a, a little bit of a class above these when you have a look at some of the names of these horses. It's over 1,200 metres. So we've got Passive Aggressive who has just been really really well backed it's 270 into 230 now and obviously putting together a really nice record of, of four starts for four wins um chain of lightning 650 couldn't be more impressive so far this prep campaign either Um, isotope seven bucks with flying mascot returning at nines graceful girls double figures figures with kiss on all four cheeks and we better give him a shout out mate chris parnham is now riding down in, at caulfield for this i I don't, rem- I don't know if he's got any other rides.
0: I, I didn't see any. But what I'm more disappointed in is he didn't give us anything, mate. We had him on the podcast a few weeks ago. It's probably a couple of months ago now. And we posed the question to him a couple of times. Hey, Chris, you're going to head over to Melbourne? Hey, Chris, you're going to head over to Sydney? Oh, I don't know, boys. We'll see. We'll, I have to see what, what comes up. No word, nothing. And, of course, he's booked on Kiss on All Four Cheeks, who I've got an opinion of, actually
1: hellfest is 26 so after that ten dollar chance of kiss on all four cheeks it then blows out so you mm. got 26 bucks zuzarella and she's all class are both 30s and then jump the broom pride of jenny it's actually a race that bats quite deep and you would expect so like the race is worth what two hundred thousand, so it's one of those races that's going to be probably a bit of a lead-up race for things like an empire rose and stuff like that is passive aggressive well actually you know what Tell me about the map and then we'll have a chat about your tips.
0: Definitely. Well, on passive aggressive, she's going to roll forward. Um, She's got one way, this horse, and and they're going to go forward here. They've got a nice middle barrier. They don't want to be caught up in any traffic. They want to catch a few of these horses that are first up off the bit. They're going to get them rolling. So I'm anticipating a good tempo here. Pride of Jenny has drawn the inside um, and will roll forward as well. I think between the two of them, they're probably going to control it. I've got passive aggressive probably crossing um, that other horse and, and probably leading this lot up. From there, Fly Mascot's got a bit of speed and, and will roll forward and Jump the Broom is pretty quick too. So those are, are pretty um, good horses with toe that can roll forward and probably in the next pair, Chain of Lightning and Isotope not too far away as well. A few interesting runners in here, and I don't think that passive aggressive is a good thing necessarily. Obviously, a mare that's on the up, unbeaten, as we know, beaten horses like Star Patrol that we touched on earlier. It's good form. These are genuine group stakes performers in this field though. This is a big step up. Again, first up, had the jump out. The jump out was nice, won it quite easily. It was, you know, almost a five-length margin in the end. So definitely up to this. I'm just sort of playing around her just for today. Maybe if she, if she can show me, you know, something today and, and shows that she's up to this class, it's definitely worth following, obviously. The horse I do want to be with from a map perspective is Flying Mascot. I just thought the horse had excuses and was probably an end of prep run last time out at Moonee Valley, was putting together a super preparation um, before that. And I just think it had excuses. It was lame. And I think we spoke about after that race that the saddle shifted there at Moonee Valley on that Friday night. So I'm happy to forgive that run. Since been freshened up, had a nice little spell. Blake McDougall sticks here. I think they're going to roll forward and be probably box seed or close enough. I think from a map perspective, that's the horse I want to be with. You're probably looking at around the nine bucks as well. So I think it's a very good each way chance this week. I spoke about kissing all four cheeks. Our mate C. Panham is over and didn't mention anything to anyone, the sly little, little grub, <laughs> but good luck. Um, obviously you want to see him do well. I don't know if this is the best setup for her. She did fail in that Doncaster on that heavy deck. So my questions with her is, is she going to handle this heavy uh, deck? She's certainly got the class. Probably just looking for further as well. So I'm leaving a big watch on her. The other horse I want to touch on as well is one of these WA horses that Bob Peters have. He seems to be sending them all to Danny O'Brien at the moment. I don't know what's going on there, but there's something happening behind the scenes because they're all turning up for D. O'Brien. I'm of the opinion they're probably going to scratch her. Um, probably not looking for the heavy deck first up but was very good um, in a winter bottom before the end of the prep last time so I'd be following her if they do if they do come this week I'd be following her nice and closely but um, flying mascot for me I think it's an excellent each way chance
1: bloody well said mate you've covered that race super um, passive aggressive is obviously such an in- interesting runner I'm going to play around with it I don't like star patrol in the race before and I think as you said this race is tougher and we've got 230 about passive aggressive who those two horses are probably similar keel i would have thought look flying mascot echo your thoughts i'm really excited to see what this girl can do first up she's now a five-year-old um obviously last preparation ran probability of one of a length as well so that's really nice form if if you're going off what her first up runs can do nine bucks to find out i'm going to have a play there um hellfest 26 bucks this horse was absolutely held up for a run last uh, last start it was coming off two really nice trials and then at caulfield last start didn't get out to the last 150 and arguably well you know what it should have won that race weaker race than this but it's just good signs that the horse is going well and a nice booking with mcneil chain of lightning is the one that's absolutely giving me the shits because had it drawn six i'm probably with it It draws 12. I just don't know where it gets to. So 650, I just, I don't know if I can play at 650, but Flying Mascot and Hellfest There's definitely enough value there for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. And just on the last two you mentioned as well, race fitness is going to be so important at Caulfield this week. Obviously being a heavy track, a lot of these horses are first up, especially those classier types that are looking for targets down the spring. So any horse with race fitness and a good solid base coming in is going to be big chance.
1: Race eight, we get to the group one of the meeting. Uh, it's the MEMSY. Some seriously, seriously good horses have won this race. I actually saw a highlight today of Maccabi Diva tearing down the outside to to knock off a, 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 another group one that she's won. Um, and then obviously horses like Vega Magic and these types that have won the race in recent years. It's It's a ripper race. And they put together a bloody good field again. So Alligator Blood, look, they've cleared him for any sort of misuse of (laughs) narcotics. And they've said that this bloke can run in Melbourne now. So
0: This horse, I'm convinced is cursed. They cleared him for all the the doping and whatever else came up um, with Van Dyke in the previous prep. Gay Waterhouse pick him up. The owner goes bankrupt. Then uh, Racing Victoria says, no, we're not letting you race if your own is bankrupt. And Jerry Harvey had to step in and pick him up. You obviously notice he's, he's in different colours this week. So the horse is cursed, but whether he can turn it around, we'll have we'll see.
1: The most cursed horse that earned, has earned $3 million as well <laughs> along the way. It's unbelievable how the game works, isn't it? <laughs> it's five fifty 50 for Ollie. So really, really nice booking. It gets gate one. So you can see why it's in the market and been well supported so far. Um, Western Empire, just another one in the uh, cerise and white for D. O'Brien, mate. I don't know what's going on there. There must be some sort of shipping container that's getting shifted. It's six bucks. Tefane six fifty. Alation, seven bucks. Cascadian seven fifty. The big fella, I'm thunderstruck, is back. One of our all-time favourites on this podcast. We absolutely love this bloke. Great to see him back at the races. Snap dancer nine fifty, and then you sort of go straight to twenty dollars from there. So it's call sign Mav. Juas, obviously, missed her run last week and gets a chance down here. It's an interesting sort of change of course. Lightsaber 34s, nonconformist, Elephant 61 bucks. The The race bat's deep, as it usually does in these types. Oh, it's just, it's a breathtaking sort of field. A lot of first-up horses, so there's heaps of unknowns. <laughs> it's it, it's throw a dartboard. It's it's your mystery box trifecta.
0: Yeah, what, what do you even do here? This is literally the field in the quaddy. There's no other way to play this race. I don't want to, you know, go into every single runner in detail, even though we could probably spend a whole podcast just on this race. It's just one of those races. The good part is they're all at a price. So if you do like something, definitely back it and go each way. Definitely go each way. But personally, I won't be having a bet in this race. I'll just start with the map in either case. Call sign has got a bit of speed. Probably doesn't have the class of this lot and looking for further. I just think they'll roll forward and have a nice blow and just look for some targets down the track there. Snapdance has obviously got speed as well for Mara and Eustace, who are just the the all-conquering camp at the moment. They're just cleaning up everywhere. So those two roll forward. Lightsaber and Tefano will be close as well. Interesting with Tefano, there was, you know, they were sending her off to the paddock to be a, a bit of a broodmare. And now they've they've brought her back. They're going on oh, no, hang on. Similar to Kemintari I think. Maybe, maybe there was no joy out in the paddock. She maybe just a bit of Botox. <laughs> needs a bit of Botox. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the old stallions weren't happy with it. They go send her back. <laughs> But um, yeah, look, lovely field, as we said. I think I want to touch on Alligator Blood first, that cursed horse that we spoke about. Just put the riding on the wall before that strad broke win and won at a price that day. But I think there was a few that hopped on and there was some quite confident money around that day. So you knew that the horse had turned the corner and probably found its three-year-old form uh, for that day. Gay Waterhouse and Bod have done a super, super job uh, with this horse. It's obviously plenty of talent there and just sort of lost its way in some issues with the you know as we spoke about with the owner and and the doping and and all that sort of shit but turned it around here for today i'm going to oppose it uh from a tip perspective i just think the inside gate is going to be poison yes it's oliver's on on board and he's one of the best at you know getting him out from those inside barriers but i just think in a field like this with speed on it's going to be hard to find the gaps and i'm not sure if the inside's going to be the place to be at this time of day. You spoke about our mate, I'm Thunderstruck. You just have to respect him. He gets back. He's first up, but he goes well first up. He's two from three. Doesn't mind a heavy deck. He's the horse at a price that you probably have to have something on. Yes, I'm not stepping into anything with intent here, but between sort of, you know, two or three runners, I might have a little spec here and there, depending on how I'm traveling in the day. I'm Thunderstruck's definitely going to be one of them. Mark Zara's booked. Interesting that Jai McNeil's moved off, but um, look, Zara's back in form now. So I'm happy to sort of put my trust in him. I love the trial of Cascadian behind Animo. Really, really solid trial. They're not going to step this horse up above, you know, 2,000 anymore like they used to. They're just going to keep him at these sort of 1,400 to the mile trips now. And I think he's a good chance. And look at the booking now. Blake Shin, he's another one that's just sort of slipped into the fold and and no one said anything. So good to see all the big guns back. I think Cascadian's an excellent chance. Both of those two at the similar price. So eight bucks each. The one that you mentioned that came over in one of those silos for Danny O'Brien... Western Empire, Damien Lane's booked. Yes, it's drawn 12, does have a little bit of speed, so can roll forward. Similar to Graceful Girl in the earlier race, I really think they're going to scratch this horse. It's probably, in my opinion, it's probably the best in the race as far as talent goes. I think it needs a dry deck. It's never even ran on a heavy deck, so I can't be with it from that perspective. Was just beaten by Regal Power in a Kingston town last time, so that's the form. Those races always rate well. And you know what I, what I have to say about those colours, mate. They always do bar me up. I just think they're going to scratch this week if the rain stays around and we're heavy eight, heavy nine. So definitely a big watch on that horse going forward. Just the one down the bottom, Elation for Mick Price and Ken. I just wanted to touch on that. Obviously, an unbeaten colt on the up needs to step up a long way in grade and get it done here. I'm going to oppose it this week. I just think there's some more classier types and this horse is unproven in this grade, but definitely can progress.
1: Elation is a horse it was 550 when markets opened so you could say just about favorite the horses won three starts in three-year-old listed races in Adelaide and it had less weight in those races and I had it as favorite in a race like this at mm. weight for age. Mm. I just could not believe it I don't it, it the horse hasn't even run any spectacular time I might have egg on my face but this is not a horse I want to be with if you like the horse and you've got some sort of filthy thing that you like about it go for it do it but I could not steer you into this thing whatsoever I'm, I'm gonna have egg on my face I think win by three in the end but I just couldn't be with it in terms of opinions on the race I, I can't the only horse that I like in this race in terms of winning it is alligator blood I, I know you're talking about the fence but what Gay and Adrian did with this horse last preparation and to just give it a two-month let up leading into races like this to go through what they've gone through to make sure the horse can actually run in Melbourne is one thing. And then to now sort of have the opportunity to run in them and go, okay, now the whips are cracking. We've got our opportunity. There's a reason we've gone through all this fucking stuff. It's on. I think this horse will win by a length or two. That's how Mm. much better I think he is than this field at the moment. Wow. Cascadian is an interesting horse that you mentioned. I don't like the prick at all but I do respect him. I, you have to respect him. His win in the, what race was that that it won? Was it an all-aged?
0: All-aged. Over, over this trip. Over this trip. Yep.
1: Super win. Does traditionally get better as the campaign goes on. Super, super win. And then I'm keen to see what I'm Thunderstruck can bring, but I'm all over alligator blood in this race. I, I think you'll be winning. I really massive, do.
0: massive respect. Massive respect to him. Obviously comes out of a super camp and you can't knock him.
1: Race nine's the final race of the card. Jesus, been a ripping card to go through, mate. Um, 1700 meters. Again, a lot of first and second up horses, but there's a lot of value around again. We've got five bucks the field. So um, it's the Heatherly. Um, really good horse, too, by the way, Heatherly. Um, Jimmy the Bear, 480. It's actually changed since I've last looked. Was fives, is now 480. Delphi's eight bucks. No effort, 850. Luna Flares nines with Emissary is 950. Then you've got double figures. So he's our Bonneval at 13s. Your mate Spanish mission is down there with 63 and a half kilos. Jeez, that's a lot of weight.
0: No claim. Blake Shin straight on. Yeah. Which is, it's huge signs. 15
1: bucks there. Um, Desert icon. Dakin Sweet Jr. Who I'm pretty sure won an Adelaide
0: Cup, didn't it? Uh, yes. And ran second in a Sydney Cup. So there you go. For handy form.
1: Um, but yeah. Race the bats deep. But a lot of stayers that are coming back really. I saw the map that there was only one leader and one sole leader.
0: Yes. Yes and no. I think it depends on how much intent is there. So there's a couple with a bit of race fitness. Jimmy the Bear and no effort, both have speed and they can both roll forward. I had no effort leading and probably leading it comfortably. I just think between all of these horses, it's got the most speed over the first sort of two to 400. They know what they're doing with this horse. Now they had a crack at 2400 last prep didn't work out or I shouldn't say last prep only off a, off a freshen up <laughs> didn't didn't work out um and they just know to keep the horse 2,000 and lower it's absolute max trip is 2,000 so I think 1,700 here is fine definitely going to roll forward and be close enough provided there's not too much speed on I've got Charlie Rose that will roll forward as well Delphi's drawn inside can be close and Spanish Mission the big filler was 63 Is going to be close as well so For a 1700 race, a few of them will be first up again. There's going to be good speed on. So maybe that brings no effort undone. In saying that, I think she's nice and fit. I think she'll be able to sustain that speed and and pressure and be able to sort of put this away and and be close enough um, to winning. I think it's definitely a top three chance. I'm, I'm super confident in the place. At the moment, we've got $8 and it should be around 280 or somewhere thereabouts the place. Got a nice little lightweight to come in here. I just think it's a very good each way bet. And you mentioned my mate, the big fellow was 63 and a half. Blake Shinbook, they didn't even bother claiming Moody. Um, Spanish Mission, obviously a Melbourne Cup place getter. I think went close to starting favourite that day, or maybe did start favourite, but was close enough. Um, oh, sorry, incentivised, of course. Second second favourite that day in the Melbourne Cup and ran super. Just had a few things not go its way. Was obviously beaten by Dewis on that Newcastle day after it got moved to Rose Hill. Had excuses, was lame that day. Since tipped out for a little spell back here first up, it's definitely got the most class of this lot. And if they're ready to go and they really want to get the whips cracking, as you say, I think they're going to be close enough for that 16 bucks.
1: You'd be a brave, brave man to have a play on Spanish mission, I reckon. I don't know, 64 kilos. And, and just to let you know as well, apprentices cannot claim in this race. So that's mm. why they've opted for Blake Shin with the 60,500 kilos. I'm going to play two. I'd love to play three. Mm. But I'm going to play two. I'll keep it to two. So Jimmy the Bear can't can't knock this horse. It's obviously, this is fifth, sixth run of the preparation. Was backed off the map last start and ran to suit. 480. I don't want to dive into its win bet. I'm going to obviously have something to win, but I think it's a really, really nice place bet. You've got a lot of horses that are first up, a lot of staying types. I think this horse runs top three for sure. The interesting one for me is, I think I'm saying it right. Is it Emissary? Emissary?
0: Emissary, emissary emissary i've heard matt Hill say emissary it's a six-year-old anyway and it, it's got the chautauqua colors it's around 10 bucks now this horse last
1: preparation ran in that all age that we just spoke about and ran c- cascading to 0.7 of a length that's weight for age class a lot of these horses are not sort of miler weight for age class horses if this horse is halfway wound up i reckon it runs a race and that's probably where i'll leave it so 10 bucks i don't know 54 kilos, John John McNeil. I just thought it might run a bit of a race.
0: Yeah, very interesting runner. in off three jump outs as well. So, you know, a hint of intent there.
1: Well, Caulfield, that was brilliant. Mm. Have you got a best bet? Sorry if I've sprung you on this, but have you got a best bet at Mm, Caulfield?
0: Not at Caulfield. I've got about three or four best bets at Rose Hill. That's where I'll be doing most of my damage. I just think heavy at Caulfield, too many horses first up. That's not where I'm going to be having most of my plays.
1: I'm rolling aft cabin in the fourth or fifth. I think that's the fifth, sorry.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. $2.50 you can get at the moment into Jimmy the Bear the place. I think that's a really nice multi. It's around that $5.50, $6 mark. I think it's a good multi for the weekend. Hopefully you're alive. And the best part about Jimmy the Bear is he's in the last. He's going to be on speed, hopefully around that $2 mark for you. So that would be my best multi for the weekend. The best part is, and we love this, Rose Hill. There's still a couple of more races that we get to cover, mate. So mm. race eight will do. So we'll go from eight, nine, and 10. Oh, we're going to start with eight. So 1300 meters is the up and coming. And these are always really, really good races. So you see the three-year-olds, a couple of horses coming back from last preparation, like Shalaton. So that's really exciting. Conqueror, 380, top of the market. Horse you've got a really good opinion of, really. Um, Caboo is 440 with Basquat at sevens. Charlatan's eight bucks as we mentioned lethal thoughts is tens with back rower 11s hell i am 14s williamsburg's back as well at 15s with ringmaster golden mile and voldemort i know you've got some sort of opinion of conqueror you tipped him into us last week you said he'd have to lose a leg what did you say what was your quote he would have
0: to i said he'd have to fall over
1: okay he didn't exactly fall over but he, he was very good and he gets in with 53
0: In fairness, I think he went close to falling over. If anyone goes back and watches the replay, as he was turning and probably just starting to hit his straps, the horse on the inside laid out about five lengths and almost put him horizontal. So for anyone that wants to go back and find an excuse, I, I definitely was <laughs> went back and, and found an excuse for him, but he was very good on the day. I think probably should have won. Yes. The margin wasn't, wasn't great in the end. It was still beaten two lengths, but all momentum was gone and had to pick itself up. And that's so hard to do for these young runners.
1: When, when, run- when you get rolled, when you get rolled, how many times do you go back and watch a replay to find a couple of excuses?
0: Depends for this one where it was my best on the card. I want to say double digits. It's probably more, (laughs) probably more. It's, it's probably double digits in fairness, but look, you've got to sort of let it go at the end of the day. And the best part about racing is they'll be back. These horses will be back. So here it is here. And I don't mind this race. I think it's nice between the two of them. Um, with the next three-year-old race, I'm a little bit more excited and we'll get to that shortly. But these are horses that are probably looking for a little bit further. Conqueror is definitely a horse that's aimed at that golden rose. And I've spoke about it before in some of those futures markets. It's, I think it's around the 9 $10 mark at the moment. So if it does something this weekend, you're probably looking at half the quote. I feel like Waller's sort of flagged this horse as his Golden Rose horse. You've always got to find one. And then if you can get another couple in as as these big trainers, then hats off. But I definitely think Waller's sort of earmarked this one. And that's why I'm just going to ride it all prep. I think he's he's the best chance in this race. He's one of the best on the card for me, even with a few high confidence players at Rose Hill for me this week. So I think he's the winner here. The other one I want to touch on is Basquiat, also for Chris Waller. J-Mac to ride a kilo over here. Um, did well last start. Um, up in the JJ Atkins that was in a group one over the mile was very good that day and was pretty unlucky um, probably only beaten a length in the end by she's a belter but probably could have gone could have gone closer and if it did go closer you're probably looking at half the quote so I think around that seven dollar mark that it's at at the moment you can back both of the two waller runners
1: it's interesting. You, you do bring that horse up and, and you said a kilo over for James McDonald. So what you can read into that, who knows, but it does say that that there's intent with this horse, obviously for the entire preparation. It is an interesting runner. Conqueror, I agree. 53 kilos in this race looks fantastic. It, it looks like one of the really classy runners of the field. Charlatan's an interesting one for me. So it's 550 at the eights already. I really respect Joe pride as a trainer and this bloke has given him three trials leading into this
0: Mm.
1: all quite quiet was probably a little bit disappointing last preparation. It was sort of in the market and all the lead up runs to the slipper ended up being around that $31 mark in the slipper and ran midfield I'm interested to see what it does this preparation. I'm not going to have a bet in the race, but it's probably my runner to watch.
0: Yeah, de- definitely definitely a nice runner to watch. Still a maiden, which is interesting. Um, but last start comes out of the size produce. So, you know, fire burning, she's extreme. You don't get better form than that for the three-year-olds.
1: Race nine the San Domenico. This is a key lead-up race to the, to the Golden Rose. Um, obviously, over 1,100 metres. Again, a few horses making their returns especially one of your boys, which we'll get to. So Vesta Bordeaux, James McDonald, $2.40, top of the market. You've got to respect it. Casey Fogden, nice young trainer. Mm. I can see why it's in the market. Natuno is 6 for Huey, Spacewalk at eights. Zuccarino is $8.50, Swiss Exile $9.50. So if you listen to our review on Tuesday night, we spoke about this horse being, what, $11, $12, $13, crunched into fives, and now mm. it's back out to $9.50. So Hopefully no one took the fives. Um, Prometo is 13s. Ebhar's back with $21. Sevenak is 26 and the rest are 30 plus. All bias aside, Jason. Mm, mm. All bias aside this race. Map? Yep. Tips.
0: Okay. All right. Let's, let's put all the emotion aside here. Righto.
1: Try your best anyway.
0: For the map. Being someone with inside knowledge, if you go on punters or RaceNet or anything like that, you'll find Swiss exile midfield. We want the front. We, <laughs> we, 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 wanna, we want to find the rail. We've drawn the inside of best of Bordeaux. We want to be up there bowling. So for anyone that is looking at, at your speed maps before the race, whether it be sports bet, I know they do speed maps as well. It's bullshit. We go onto the front and hopefully we can hold them out. That if has le-
1: done me. That if, has absolutely done me.
0: If he leads well enough, he'll be close and, and he'll be right there. Obviously, Best of Bordeaux is just a, a, a super cult. They're talking about an Everest for this horse. So they've drawn wide. They have to roll forward here. They want to make a statement first up, especially with the support that's come for it, and the, and the price you're looking at there. So really good horse. Probably fair to say it's the best two-year-old cult of last preparation. Won the silver slipper before going uh, to the golden slipper. I'm of the opinion that it probably goes close to winning if it's not on a heavy deck. Fireburn just had too much acceleration that day and just went straight past him on the day. But best of the board day was really, really good that day, and you have to respect that form. And obviously the markets identified it here, so that's the horse that you've probably got to be with from a starting perspective. From there, Natuno, the Queensland horse, it's a 500k colt that Tony Gollans bought. That they don't they don't spend too much up there, but they've really found one here and they've just gone bang. Three from three, this Colt, and last up beat She's a Belter over 1,200 metres, who came out and won uh, the JJ Atkins and the Sires thereafter. So super form. Shiza is obviously a horse that that needs further, but Natuna, you can't knock, you know, three from three. They come down, they get the booking of Bowman. Listening to Tony Golan's quotes during the week, he said that they want to take a sit. They know there's a couple in here with a bit of speed that we're going to get to that they probably want to just camp in behind, so I think they're going to sit box seat with him. Going to that horse that probably will lead, or be close enough, is Swiss Exile. I'm not even going to go into the emotion and and everything. I I obviously...
1: I need this to be non-emotional.
0: It is, right? Let's just talk about the form. Let's just talk about the form and and what sort of happened coming in. He was beaten at $1.35 in a maiden at the Sunshine Coast first up last prep. That was a heavy nine, had excuses that day, was still doing things wrong. From there, went on and and improved about six or seven lengths. Beat Exo Lady, who's a really nice horse up there in Queensland, over 1,200 in a group two goes to the size over 1400. He's the only horse that stepped up the 1400. So you'd have to say he'd have fitness over this lot and just beaten by she's a belter, probably goes close to winning. If if it's not, you know, a hot tempo race with an easier running transit, probably goes close to winning that race. And you're probably looking at $4 in this field. So I think you, you've got rocks in your head if you're not taking 270, 280 to place. I really do. I think you have to go each way with him. There is a couple in behind that'll be a little bit further back in running that have that race fitness. Zuccherino and Spacewalk, they come out of the same race. Spacewalk actually threw that race away, and Zucarino with Bretton Abdullah got up on the inside that day. They're the two with race fitness. They're still untapped. They got upside that you probably have to respect. But I really think it's between Swiss Exile and Best of Bordeaux. I just think they're the two most progressive cults in this field. Between the two of them, obviously Best of Bordeaux better performed. But does that slipper hoodoo, do, does it, does it exist? Does it live on, mate? These, these horses that run well in a slipper, they just seem to never go on with it. You know, like Animo is probably one that, you, that comes to mind over the last few years. But other than that, what's what's done super well in a slipper and gone on with it? I, I think the hoodoo exists. So I'm hoping that it, that it does exist and um, we can get some chocolates. But guys, you know what I'm doing here? Swiss exile each way.
1: I got to say, mate, for a bloke that said that he wasn't going to put any emotion into that, that whole three minutes was just emotion. Like, I think, you, I think you underestimate the emotion that was involved there. And I love it. I love it. How good his ownership? um swiss exile i've got to say away from the fact that he is your horse really hasn't done a lot wrong this horse i think 1100 actually looks like a, a sort of distance that won't be too sharp for him either like i think i think it it's a really good opportunity for him to run a good race i think he runs a place for sure best of all day you can't knock the form i, I don't need to add any more to your points but they do look the two for me sevenak is just a horse that irritates me because I feel like the horse has talent and just hasn't found a way to put it all together yet. He might be a horse that just gets better as he gets a little bit older and a bit more mature, but seven just a watch horse for me. And I love the booking of Willie Pike with Hawks. There's just always something there. So seven is around that 26 bucks. If you're looking for something for trifectas, I can definitely throw it in Mm. race 10, 1200. Nice way to finish the day. It's a very, very strong Benchmark 88. Like this is about as strong a Benchmark 88 as you'll see. Um, Shades of Rose, doing nothing wrong this horse. Two on the trot, pro- arguably could have been three, is $2. You never get a good price for this thing. Um, Thai is six fifty dollars 50 with Surlemur, $8 obviously coming off a really nice win as well. Hellfest is 11s with Conscript, easy single of both 14s, um, Dajran is 16 bucks, and then the rest are 31 and more. I know you don't get a price for the horse, but there's a reason for it. It does nothing wrong, Shades of Rose.
0: It never does. It's got the best racing pattern, goes forward. J Max stuck with it throughout the prep. So those things combined. And Bjorn Baker's got an exceptional record in the last. I don't know how we just tease this up each week, but I think this horse has now run three weeks in a row in the last and looking to go three on the trot. I think so with the 100
1: beers that Bjorn has at the track?
0: Yeah, well, I've seen that firsthand, so I won't expand. But okay. Shades of Rose will roll forward, will be close enough, but there's very good speed engaged here, Ned. There's Zushak, Maotai, Conscript, Easy Single. They all roll forward. So there's plenty going to be up there, Vine, for this lead. Does that bring Shades of Rose undone? She's obviously got you know, plenty of um, fitness this prep and still running on those wet affected grounds. So it's no issues this soft six, soft seven will enjoy that that sting out of the ground. I have to be with her in some capacity. I don't know if, if I want to dive in at $2. Maybe we'll see if that stable money starts to come towards the end of the day. I don't know if I want to dive in. The one that I want to be from, from a map perspective and a barrier perspective is Sulemer. Won a similar grade last time out of 78. So it's only a small sort of step up in class and won by a similar margin to Shades of Rose. I think it was equally as impressive on that day. And you look at the, the booking of Bowman again in those famous colors for Walla. there's just something about it that just sort of gets you, gets you tingling a little bit. I think from a map perspective, that's the horse I want to be with. They'll just camp in just behind that speed. All these horses will take each other on for that lead. And I reckon by this time of the day, you want to be away from the fence. It's not a heavy deck or anything like that, but just being a soft six, soft seven potentially on the day, inside could chop out. And I reckon Sir LeMur is going to be swinging and just behind them and Bowman will give it its chance for sure. So definitely that's the play for me and I have to keep Shades of Rhodes onside.
1: Best each way bet for the whole day, I reckon, is Sir LeMur. I agree with all points given um, and I love the little, um, little trial in between runs as well. So... Mm obviously a month between or just under a month between it's this and its last run. Waller gives it a nice tune up trial in between and just rolls into this with 55 and a half and Huey. I think it looks a really nice race where I agree there's hot speed in this race and it should be camp six, seventh and eighth. So I like it a lot. Look, two massive meetings. We really are starting to come to that point of the year where it gets really exciting, obviously massive good luck to you and Swiss exile. Um, uh, am I forgetting something? Am I for? No, I'm not. I'm not forgetting something. Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. I didn't forget you. <laughs> don't stress. All right, we're here. We've got it. We're ready to go. Jackson, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that thing. You know that thing that you're really good at, mm. where you tip a winner every I don't know every weekend. Can you tell us something about I don't know those Western states that run three hours behind us? Give us a winner.
0: Yes, I can, mate. Hopefully it's a winner, but I can definitely tell you something about it. We're going off bang in the first. So Best Western still rolling. we you for a win, though. We've had a few placings at some decent odds. So I hope everyone's just sort of collecting in the at the end of the day there. And as you said, those three, four hours behind. So there's always a saving grace there, guys. We got you back. I'm going in the first. I'm going Western Knight. It's number nine. Just won its maiden last start, and I say just, but won it very, very easily. It was soft in the end, got well to the outside on a soft seven. That was only over 9.85 and had plenty of upside over this lot. It's a nice, easy progression, uh, progression to this race. This is a no-metro wins race, so it's one of those fucking handicaps that only WA people can come up with, but they've done it here. I think they win this race. It's around the 2.50, 2.45 mark. It'll get back, um, but it's a small field and should be close enough to this lot. The step up to 1200 is ideal, and I just think it's cash.
1: Bang. Short, sharp, simple. Not as short and sharp as that nine eighty five that it won its made, Nova, but <laughs> it's nice to see that it's stepping up to $1,200. Um, best bet for me is a multi um, between AF Cabin in race five at Caulfield and Jimmy the Bear in the last to run a place around that $5.50 mark. Jackson, you got
0: one? I've got three. <laughs> I've got three at Rose Hill. So I mentioned that I'm doing some damage at Rose Hill this week. Please don't miss these punters. Frumos race two at Rose Hill should be an unbeaten mare. Bowman, if anyone goes back and watch the replay, oh my God, I apologize. I made it the best of the day that week and should have won. Sickening. Do- Sickening. ninety this week. Bowman will stick. He'll get it done. He, they'll, they'll win that race. Race three, Born a King. I'm going back to the well. $3.30, so really good price. Dylan Gibbons claims three. They should be winning that race as well. All all will be going very close. Scratch from last week in favor of this. And race six, fire. Chain of Lightning Form threw it away. I thought it should have beat Chain of Lightning, that start. Completely threw the race away at the 100 when it hit the front and just collapsed. Back to a 78 grade here. Yes, it's short. It's $1.90, but you can basically multi these up. They're going to roll forward with that horse. Pike sticks, and I think it wins.
1: Best bets are everywhere. If you don't have anything to do on Saturday, we've given you about 48 different reasons to, to f- pick up your phone and have a bit of a play, I reckon. So look, if you're not following us already, our Instagram page is second again. We're starting to sort of, look, we're, we're pretty useless, let's be honest. We're not great with the old social media stuff. So what we're trying to do is get better at our craft and we are gradually getting better. We'll give you some edits of these tip sheets along the way. So if you do miss a week, cause you've got dinner with the missus, we understand we've got you covered. Smash the download button on Spotify. We've been loving doing what we're doing, loving having you guys on board. Jacko, bit of pleasure, brother.
0: Always is, mate. Thanks, guys.